0: Hello, Hannah.
1: Hi. What's up?
0: Not much. (laughs) Thanks for being on my podcast. Of course. Yeah. So tell the listeners who you are, where you're from.
1: Yeah. So my name is Hannah. I'm from North Carolina, 20 years old, and I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) Me too.
0: Yeah. We just felt like talking about Hannah's part for the nations and unpacking what that means, what it looks like, kind of all the things. So Hannah, yes. you're 20. Mm-hmm. What do you do <clears throat> with so, your life?
1: Yeah, so I am a full-time missionary with an organization in Kona. So, I basically disciple people and raise them up to love Jesus and show them what it means to be a missionary, what it means to love Jesus and love people and go into places and share the love of Jesus out of, like, the overflow of what he's done in their lives. And so, I've really given my life to, like raise other people up disciple them and see them like sent out to different countries and love Jesus that's so good
0: Um, okay so when we say like send out to the nations why like what does your heart feel for going to other places like besides maybe staying like like obviously God's needed in America too but maybe like expand on why the nations why is that important
1: yeah so I mean for you yeah for me personally well I think like ever since I was little like I remember in church they'd play like compassion child things on Sundays and like you can adopt a child and um support them and I always remember my heart would just be so gripped for people that didn't look like me that um I knew like nothing about that was just so different for me like something about it just gripped my heart and like ever since i was little i remember i ju- i was like i just want to tell these people about jesus like people that have never known jesus i just want to go and like tell them and i think like here in america we have so much access to mm-hmm. like church or the bible and we almost don't realize, like, how accessible it is, like, here in America because we're so used to, like, growing up, and especially me, I'm from the South, and so, like, it's so normal to just culturally, like, be a Christian or, like, know the Bible because you're raised in the South or, like, with the churches yeah. on, like, every street corner, but I'm, like, there's, there's literally people that have never heard the gospel, mm-hmm. but never even had the chance to hear the gospel in these places where it's not as... Accessible, and God calls us to make disciples of all nations, yeah, and so I think I was just so gripped to just just go and like learn and learn from people that are nothing like me, who yeah. see how they live and love them, how Jesus would love them, yeah, really, just get God's heart for other people, I think like that's what drives me the most is just. Loving Jesus, like the love of Christ compels me to go mm. more than like numbers or more than like the need because I feel like that can only take you so far. Yeah, like, man, I just love Jesus so much that I would go into these like other nations or like be uncomfortable. Like, I yeah. could be in America and but I could also just like forsake comfortability and everything that I know and it's familiar because like these people need Jesus, and so yeah, I think that's why important for me so that people would actually know who he is
0: that's so good what was one of your first experiences in a nation where people did not know about Jesus
1: Mm -hmm. I think um, I guess I can share about my first mission trip I ever went on was the Dominican Republic and I remember I was 15 and it was the first time I'd ever even been out of the country I just like I fully surrendered my life to Jesus and I was like okay God I can see I finally saw God rightly for the first time in my life and then I feel like I was able to see myself rightly and then I saw other people rightly and I was like man I just I just want to go love people I just want to go tell go and tell people and so I signed up like for to go to the Dominican at my church and I remember being there and literally just weeping as I'm like in the bus like and riding into the town and just seeing like people literally living in like shacks or Mm -hmm. like it's like five cents to stay the night in like a hotel and I'm like oh my gosh like it was the first time that I I feel like my eyes were open to like the rest of the world it's so easy to just live in America and and this is just all you see and I was like wow people actually have like nothing Mm -hmm. they have like they have little to nothing, yet they give like so much. And so I was in the Dominican, and I literally felt like God say like Hannah, this is why I have called you to missions, because my heart was just so like gripped. I was crying, and it was the first time I'd ever like shared my testimony. It was the first time I'd ever like shared the gospel in front of people, and I remember I just came alive. Like people, yeah. like we would sh- we had like this whole little um, we had like a skit, and then we would share like a testimony. At the end, we'd pray for people, and I saw like hunger in people, like I'd never seen before. Like mm. people like wanted Jesus so bad. Yeah. And, like, we I remember they're like, all right, they're gonna they're gonna pray for you guys like after, and people were literally like pulling us. They're like, wow, pray for me and my baby. Like pray for us. We want Jesus. Like we went through this whole thing of like Jesus can set you free. Jesus can heal you. Like this is what the gospel is. Like you can have eternal life, and people wanted it so bad, mm. and I was like. Man, like, what else would I do with my life? Yeah. Like people are so hungry. Like God says, the harvest is ripe. So I was like, just blown away at like the hunger in people's hearts, yeah. and it was something that I'd never seen in America like that hunger before. Mm. Because I feel like they had they were so stripped and had nothing that this is the only thing that they had, and it was, like was attainable, and they're like, yes, I want this. Like I have nothing, but at the same time, with Jesus, I am finding that I'll have everything if I yeah. say yes to Him. So it was good. so crazy. Like, literally, one guy who was bl- blind, and we literally just prayed for healing for his eyes. It was the first time I saw a healing right from our eyes, Come and he was like, he was like, "Bria, Bria," which means like light or shine. And we were like, "This is crazy. Like Jesus is so real." Yeah, I was like, "Man, let me just do this wow. for my life," and I was like, All "Right, God." Okay, that's so
0: cool. So you were 15. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so and you're 15. 20 now. So you yeah. haven't gone to college. No. You've pursued missions after high school. What has yeah. like that been like for you? Leaving family? Mm-hmm. Leaving, you know, kind of the cultural norm of what you should do? Pursuing something a little bit out of the box? How is that, how is that mm-hmm. going?
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, I was 15, and I felt like God called me to mission. So I was like, okay, what can I do? What does that look like for me right now? Because obviously I'm still a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. I have three more years left. I can't just, like, move and not finish high school. So I was like, okay, God, I'll just give my summers to you. So, like, wherever you want me to go, I'll go there. So next year I went to Peru. And it was really just wherever my church was going because yeah. I didn't really have a choice. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to book my ticket here. So, you know, I was like... All right, I know this is what's available to me. So I went to Peru on a mission trip, and we did, like, a lot of college, like, evangelism and ministry. And then the next year, my senior year, I went back to Peru. I was super excited. I was like, oh, I just love Peru and the culture. And I even got to, like, meet up with people that had given their lives to Jesus the year prior. And oh, they, cool. like, brought their friends, and they gave their lives to Jesus. It was just so crazy to see, like, fruit, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times... You might not ever see it, but I think that was so cool that I got to go back again. And then, so then I'm a senior in high school, and I'm, like, faced with this, like, internal struggle in my heart because I'm, like, I know that I'm supposed to go to college because that's what everyone tells me to do. That's what my family does. My siblings all did. Like, they all went to the same college, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to apply to college. And then maybe... I'll do, like, college campus ministry, because mm-hmm. that was really the only thing that I knew of, right. so I was like, okay, and, and in order to do that, I had to go to college, so I was like, I was literally just going to go to college so that I could be in ministry, yeah. like, I didn't care about any, any of the majors or anything, like, I remember applying, and I looked through the majors, like, 30 times, and I literally just could not pick one, I was like, like, honestly, in my heart, I was like, I just don't care about any of this, like, <laughs> nothing, like, nothing could compare to my love for missions or for people and it's not even that I love missions that much I just love people honestly I'm like I just yeah and so I was like god like what do I do like do I just go to college and like do a bible study like I was literally in my head like I'm just gonna go so that I can like talk to people or like evangelize because I was like I don't know what to use it for and and I'm like, God can totally use, like, college. Like, he can do, like, ling- like learn a language or, like, yeah. international studies. But I just wasn't feeling any of those things strongly. And so, um, yeah, I'm kind of just like, I don't know what to do. I want to do missions, but I know I'm supposed to go to college. And so I was just praying, and then I saw one of my friends on, like, Facebook, and he was doing this missions program, and you like, you learn about God for three months, and then you go and get sent to a different country for three months and live there as a missionary, and just tell people about Jesus. You get to put into practice everything you learned, and I was like, oh my gosh, this looks like everything I'd want to do, but I was like, oh, but I can't do that. Yeah. You know, I need to go to college. I don't have the money. Uh, Like, that's a whole year off of school. I've never left home for longer than, like, what, like, three weeks on a mission trip. This is six months. I'm like, no way so immediately I was just hit with so much doubt and like dismissed it mm. but then as I like continued to pray throughout my senior year I would go to like conferences and all I could hear was like YOM YOM like they would even do a call to ministry for like college yeah campus ministry and I would like go up but I would literally still hear YOM and I was like oh my goodness like I just couldn't shake it yeah. off and so I just prayed and I was going back and forth and back and forth like because I was just so, I felt, like, so, like, confined to what I was supposed to do. I yeah. was like, I just, no one else in my family had done it, you know. Right. But then I got, I just, honestly, I got to a point in my heart and, like, even through praying with, like, my pastors and leaders, I was like, I feel it so strongly that I know if I don't go, I'm, like, being disobedient. Yeah. To, like, what God has called me to. So I just came to this point in my heart where I was like, man, I have to go because even though... I barely know anything about it, and I'm honestly scared, and I love home, and I yeah. love my family. I was like, I, w- I would way rather just step out in faith and, like, let God use me in crazy ways yeah. than, like, stay here and just do something out of my own strength or something that I would probably barely even need God for. So yeah. I was like, okay, God, I'm just going to step out. I'm going to do this. And so, yeah, I signed up for this program, and I thought I was just going to be a gap year. Um, I went to... On, um, yeah. During the three months, I like went. God just like encountered me in ways like never before for, like the Muslim world for the Middle East and before I'd only gone to like South America and Latin America, but God just like so heavily gripped my heart for the Muslim world and the Middle East and like places where a lot of workers aren't sent. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was kind of like a process in my heart and. I feel like he literally gave me a supernatural love for people that wow. I could never muster up, like yeah. in my own strength, because like I can't love these people in this way, like on my own. Like God, literally felt like he gave me a piece of his heart, mm. like specifically in like one encounter I had. It was crazy. I was just weeping and weeping, and I was like, God, what are you doing? He was like, Hannah, this is how my heart breaks for these people. Wow. Like I want them to, I want them to know me so desperately. Wow. And so. I went on outreach to, um, the Middle East, and, um, it was so crazy, like, people were having dreams of Jesus, and I was just blown away, like, the way that I, after that outreach, I was never more convinced of the fact, like, that God so desperately wanted to know these people, that he would, like, show up in their dreams for years and years and years, because He's like, even if there's not people being sent, like, I want to know them so bad that I'm going to, like, visit them in their dreams. And, like, there's been people that have been having dreams of Jesus, like, in the Muslim world for their whole life, but they have no one to tell them who this man is Mm -hmm. in their dream. And I'm like, God, I'll be the one that goes to tell them. Like, I can't imagine, like, my whole life, God is trying to tell me something, and I just don't know who it is. Like, they really just don't know, you know? It's like, it's so easy for us here to be like, oh, yeah, Jesus, Jesus, like, Imagine ne- having no context for Jesus. I'm like, you're a Savior. You're like literally yeah. the God who created you. Like, it is- wants to know you so bad. I'm like, come on. oh, I'll just go. I was like in my heart. I was like, God, I'll be the one to like go tell wow. these people. Like, send me. Like, how are they here if you're not sent? Like, I was like, all right, God, I'll I'll do it. And so, <laughs> come on. After that, it was kind of a process of like it. It went from a gap year to going to college to like staying with the organization and being on staff there and now like raising other people up to go and be sent yeah now and so come on That's kind of like a whole so your heart
0: got like lit up for the Middle East Mm -hmm. and is that like in your plan in your future like where do you see this like taking
1: you yeah down the road Mm -hmm. honestly yeah I feel like I've the Lord has spoken to me so clearly like words over the Muslim world and just how my heart breaks for them and so eventually I do want to move to like I don't even know which country yet I just know either like unreached or the Muslim world um right now God is like has me in a season of like calling other people to go mm-hmm. with me and kind of like being like a bridge to yeah. send people and raise them up and like call them. And so, but yeah, I, I do see myself like, I don't know, like two to five years or yeah. honestly, I'm done making plans Yeah, like, to be honest. Like I, every time I've tried to make a plan, like, Oh my God, college or this is just going to be a gap year or blah, yeah. blah, blah. God always like He's like, just kidding. You're gonna do this, and it's always following him. Yeah, it's always been way better than any plan that I could have like made up to. And like, just in my heart, so surrendered to God and whatever He's asking me to do. Yeah, like I'm literally at the point where I'm like, okay, I've I've made this commitment. And then at the end of that commitment, I'm just gonna pray and say, God, what next? And then I'm gonna commit. Yeah, and then I'm gonna pray and say, all right, God, what next? That's so good. And that's kind of how I'm just gonna (laughs) live my life at this point. That's so good. Every time I've tried to plan, God's like, Oh, just kidding and i I realize I like a lot of things is just timing. Yeah. And like, all right, God win and But I'm I'm so glad that he has me like in the position that I am and I I'm just so excited and whatever he does give me that release to go, I'll be super excited yeah. too. But honestly just in this place of not despising whatever season I'm in because so good. I know that one day like when I'm in this like Muslim country where I can't just like scream in prayer or be super loud and like I'm gonna miss these moments where I have like 50 people to worship with and just like go all in and I'm like all right God I want to soak in every moment like right where I am and just not despise any season because I know he's like doing so much in me even to prepare me like to go yeah like I'm glad that I know that he loves me so much that he wouldn't want me to go before I was ready. Yeah. And before he's still to do things in my heart. So, That's yeah. so
0: good. Yeah. This question is something that, yeah, I feel like a bunch of people think about. But mm-hmm. if it's, if there's so many people who haven't heard the gospel and specifically in the 1040 window, which is like the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um, For those who don't know, you can, like, look up 1040 window. But, like, the smallest percentage of missionaries are actually going where there's no access to the gospel. It's, like, the the smallest number. Like, Mm -hmm. what reasons do you think hinder Christians from actually going into missions? Mm
1: -hmm. Like, specifically the 1040 window? Yeah. Yeah. Or just as a
0: lifestyle? Anywhere.
1: Anywhere, yeah. Well, I would say, like... For me, I, I feel like I needed someone to give me permission to go Mm -hmm. and like actually believe in me and say, you know what, Hannah, you, there's obviously like been a supernatural like love in your heart since you were a little girl. And I think I just needed someone to like call it out to me and say like, what if you are called to this? Like, what if you are not meant to go to college? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like people don't know that you can literally give your life to missions or you can you don't have to just go to college or live the American dream and have a pretty house and a white picket fence and get married and have a nice dog. Like what if God is like asking you to like literally forsake everything? Like, I mean, if you look at the disciples in the Bible, they all like, they all died for the gospel. Like, I don't yeah. know. And he, God doesn't promise us this like pretty amazing life. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just someone to say like, you know, you can do this. Like mm-hmm. you can, there's things that you can do to be sent out and like I don't know if that's like people just don't know that those things exist or like I think like being comfortable can be another thing like you're totally stripped of everything when yeah you're like you're in a new culture like culture shock and you're not used to it and yeah but but then also like specifically with the 1040 window I think some things maybe that can hold people back is like fear yeah. or because it's a lot more dangerous you know like there's you actually have to count the cost mm-hmm. like you actually have to count the cost of your life in some of these nations it's like okay you, you know like there's actual actually a real cost to this like you have to sell everything like you could literally die I mean and also I think some of these places practically are like actually hard to get to right like, there's other people groups in like in like small mountains of the small village that takes months to trek to and right. it's like people just haven't even figured it out yet. So I think there's so many reasons that people might feel like held back, whether it's fear like just needing permission or like comfortability. It's good. And even what other people think, like I wrestled with that. I was like, what are they going to think of me? Like not going to college or they're going to think I'm just wasting my life or like, I think you really have to be convinced of Mm -hmm. the calling. Like I, I would not be doing this for anyone or anything else other than Jesus. Like nothing else to me makes it worth it like, nothing else could drive me other than, like, the love of Jesus, and I think you just have to be so convinced that He is real, that He is, like, Mm -hmm. saving people, that He is Lord, that He created everything, like, and I think if you don't have that revelation, like, in in your heart, and it it wouldn't be worth it, like, why would I, why would I do this if I wasn't convinced, like, that He is everything? It's so good. So what would
0: you say to someone listening to this? I don't know who they are. Maybe like, I think like three people listen, but someone listening to this that has somewhere in their heart, like a desire Mm -hmm. to pursue Jesus and obey him to go to the nations. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? um, If you were like that voice of permission that maybe no one's spoken to them before.
1: Yeah. I would say like, just know that actually one of the um something that i heard someone say one time was like your ideas are not just your good ideas Mm -hmm. like they're from the lord like if you have this crazy thought in your head that maybe says like what if i could reach an unreached people group of the gospel like what if it was me that Mm -hmm. reached the last like percentage of the people like not everyone thinks like that. Right. And God has God has literally put that desire in your heart, and He gives us desires anyways. Like it's right. it's from to Him to follow Him. Yeah. yeah, to follow Him. And so I'm like, whatever. Like just whatever it looks like for you right now. Just try to s- steward that. So even if that means like prayer. Like I'm gonna commit like an hour every week to pray for the Middle East, or I'm gonna mm. like pray for. South America or wh- whatever it is and or maybe like you just need to go on a mission trip like locally or, like share your faith like with a stranger like yeah at the gas station like I don't know it like maybe you're not in a position where you can actually go right now but I think what are ways that you can steward that in your heart through prayer and like really knitting your heart to the heart of God I think prayer does that so mm-hmm. well because you're literally communing with God, and you're like, okay, God, you're, like, literally their intercessor, and so I think nothing knits your heart more than just prayer, so true. and then asking God, okay, what are some next, like, practical steps? Does it mean, like, signing up for the, for a mission trip at church, or getting around other people that have the same heart, or even, like, telling someone to be, like, what do you think? Or, like, Google, like, missions organizations, yeah. like, I don't know, just don't, God has given you these dreams, and I think just give yourself, like, permission to dream, and pray and don't be afraid to be different like God God will set you apart and he I just want to encourage you like just go for it man like if God is calling you to do something crazy he probably is like those thoughts are just I don't know I can't come up with these things on my own you know he's he's awesome and like just trusting him he's in control like, his plan is so much better than anything I could, like, possibly come up with. He knows the beginning from the end. Like, he's not going to just call me and leave me hanging. Like That's true. He's got me. I'd way rather be in a situation that I could never do on my own and mm. see God move in crazy ways than, like, yeah. being comfortable for the rest of my life and wondering, like, what could have happened if I went? Yeah. Or, like, what's the price to pay if I don't go, you That's know? That's so true. So... Do it. Oh, I'm do so it. encouraged by you, Hannah. I'm yeah. just like,
0: I don't know. You really do carry just the revelation of, okay, I know Jesus is calling me into this, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to like follow him.
1: You're so worthy. You're, You're just so worthy him. of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: You just pray for whoever's listening to this. Yeah. Bless them with faith, totally. courage.
1: Yes. God, I just thank you for every single person that's watch, uh, listening to this. God, I thank you that it's not... coincidence or by accident or chance that they're listening to this god i just pray for their heart lord that if they've ever considered like missions or just doing something wild and trusting and stepping out in faith or taking risks for you god that you would just speak to them so clearly god and give them peace in their hearts and just supernatural faith to say like yes i'm gonna follow you jesus i'm gonna count the cost and say like you're worth it and I just pray um, that you would even ignite their hearts even more for people, for missions, for people groups that have never known you or even had access to the gospel. I pray right now that, Holy Spirit, you would even just mark their hearts for a nation, like a supernatural love that only comes from you, Father. And just give them practical ways and how to steward like the heart that you've given them yes, or even sorry. what you're calling them to. I just pray blessings over
0: them in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast and, uh, just hearing Hannah preach and share her heart about missions. I hope it encouraged you. I hope it, um, brought up questions in your heart. And if this speaks to you, you would share it with some of your friends. And stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks, guys.